Hello everybody and welcome back to the Catch Cake podcast. Today we are continuing with our series of interviews and I have an exciting guest on today. He is known as Coleman Power um, and he has loads of information to share with you today. So without further ado, I will ask Coleman to introduce himself and the work that he does. Okay, thanks so much for having me on the podcast. I'm already excited to chat with you. <laughs> so Super. I suppose just to let the listeners know a little bit about myself, I'm an organic grower as well as a personal trainer and the whole idea of it is I have the approach that people need to get back to more single ingredient foods, getting outside, sunlight, grounding is something that I'm a firm believer in, connecting with the likes of the energy from the likes of the soil. We used to do it as children and we've totally lost touch really with the most what's actually healthy. We're looking for a supplement. We're looking for what tablets. And that's always one of the first things people ask me, cool man, what supplement or what, what are you taking? I'm literally drinking water from a well. I'm going outside and sun gazing in the morning and touching my feet off the grass and I'm doing stretches. Max, I love to maximize the benefits of things that I do on a regular basis to get in as much uh, as I can in a day. So I hope that's plugged in. Um, are we still there? We still yes, there? I have you here. Good. Are you there? That was very close, very close. Do you want to say like 20% battery? My laptop nearly just goes off in about five seconds. I just quickly <laughs> press the button. If you watch the video back, you barely saw me move. But... <laughs> <laughs> okay, listeners, we just nearly had a laptop fail. So we're still on board. We're still on board. Okay. So you're right. talking about sunlight. Yes. Yeah, sunlight is massively important. And it's something that a lot of people will all and often demonize. Uh, just like carbohydrates and just like fats, they're essential. And so is sunlight. Uh, very important to get it in the morning. Why? Because it naturally wakens the body. A lot of people are wondering what type of coffee that I'm drinking. I don't drink coffee. If I drank coffee, I think the world would explode. So that's one of the first things I do myself to wake myself up in the morning, getting up with the sun. And I don't actually typically use a lot of light in my house. So saving on electricity bills, tick. But not only that, it's something that we should live our lives by as much as we possibly can. Uh, other things that I'm a firm believer in with the fact of light is a lot of people are misusing it. And typically Irish people in particular, for that matter, we see a sunny day, we go straight out, we spend as long as we can, we lie flat down on the, on the grass or on a mat and we get absolutely roasted. And then we say that sun causes cancer. No, it's the misuse of it and the danger is in the dose. The whole idea of it is what you're meant to do is get small incremental amounts so that your skin is able to build up melanin, which is actually a protective layer, um, the chemical that can actually prevent people from and sunburn and chronic illnesses. So that's a, one of the things that I get people to do. First thing in the morning, sunlight with steps and stretching and grounding. All those things I do recommend to people on the Organic Fitness Program. And there's a section in my book also about that. It's pretty much, I'm literally going to be talking about this till Christmas. I put it out, took about two and a half years to write. And that is something that I do with people, uh, what, focusing in on their exercise. So from, you just released a book now, isn't it? Like this month? Just released or... This month, about a week and a half ago. So that's very exciting. And where can people get it? Uh, it's available on Amazon. And it's the Power of Organic Fitness is the name of it. Yeah. And if you search that on Amazon, you will certainly get it. Or go to the likes of my top of my page called the bio for ages. I didn't know where the bio was. Top of most people's pages, you click it, 
as a result of that then pops up the link Kate is absolutely skitting laughing at me here I didn't know where that was I'm not unbelievably high tech <laughs> I know I know it's just you know Lincoln boy you always say Lincoln boy you're like all right like get over it like stop telling me where to go Lincoln bio um that's amazing and did you self-publish or did you publish it's a, I see it's a hybrid model so I got a, a hybrid model so it's kind of a mix in between so I got help from the publishers to get it out uh, to as many people as I possibly can and that's actually what I wanted to do because I would have been one of the last people I suppose starting off to write a book I was dyslexic I was extremely a poor learner well the whole idea of it is I learned different to other individuals that's the way I suppose everyone should look at it you can't always be good at everything and yeah. that's I suppose one of the things that I try to pass on to other people. Some people are extremely good parents. Some people are extremely good at saving money. Some people are extremely good at their job. And they just need to bring that into whatever area they would like to improve on, whether that's their exercise, whether it's their diet. It's about, and this is what I get people, I try and get them to move more, understand food before picking a diet and most certainly connecting themselves with local fresh and organic produce is what I would recommend from and for anybody. Yeah. And you know it as well when you eat out of like, when you get stuff out of the tunnel or the ground, it's just the taste. Like you can't go back when you eat no, something that's not, you're like, Oh my God, like what? That's not even food. Yeah. And no, I would not eat. And, and I wasn't, I suppose I did not grow up with uh, fresh produce every day for breakfast, lunch and dinner, but now I wouldn't eat nothing less. I would have spinach uh, in, and, in an omelet in the morning. I would have rainbow chowder or kale in a stir fry, typically at lunch. And these meals, I make them, they're called organic fitness meals. I make them roughly in about eight minutes. You're really chopping up veg, you're putting it in a pan. You're adding in a healthy fat, such as maybe butter or extra virgin olive oil mm. at medium to low heat or coconut oil. All these things then are something that you can get and are grown very easily in Ireland. So one of the things that I often say is that you grow your own or you buy it, but whatever you do, add organic food to your diet because the amount of chemicals that are in the food chain at this moment in time is absolutely astronomical. And yeah. the more people... Yeah get back to, I suppose, growers in Ireland, wherever they can grow a little bit of their own, the better. Because I suppose, yeah. like, I, had some, I was chatting to someone next year the other day, and the whole point of it is, it's actually like printing money, growing your own food. Yeah. You go out, exactly. so, You're so it's, right. It's, it's a mind dropper. And I was just chatting, so I was like, I'm going to say that. And now I've dropped it in Kate's wow, uh, I'm podcast. That. It's like printing money. Yeah. Because, and it's better than money. Why? Because you can't eat money. Yeah. It's so valuable. And as well, I like, you know, when you say about energy and sunlight and light energy, like I try to explain to people that like when you're eating off, when you're eating foods that are powered by the sun, you're even getting more of that life force. And like, whereas when you buy stuff that's cardboard or like made in factory, like there's no life force in it. Like there's no sun, there's nothing that's powered. So like you're not getting that power, you know? Yeah. Light is the key to energy. And food is stored light and organic food and chemical free or homegrown is something that's grown in the soil and all of it minerals come from the earth. So it's a really like simple thing that people are going to go, you're looking for more energy. Where is it? It's in the food that's grown in the ground. Mm. Go with food anything. Stored light. That's like a key sentence. Wow. Key sentence. Drop that down. Nugget. We're just mind blower. We're just dropping bombs here. Food is stored light. It's amazing, isn't it? <laughs> Food is amazing. It they can literally change the way you look, you feel, and how much energy levels you have. Most people have cravings. Most people have anxiety. Most people 
would love to lose weight. And there's three things I'm going to tell you to add to your diet. Add fiber, add magnesium, and add protein. And where could you find them? In a plant-based source of protein, such as French beans or raw beans. Those are things you can either grow your own or buy it. They're going to be in abundance at country markets. That's the best place that people say, oh man, I cannot possibly uh, grow my own, right? You go to country markets and it's there. People are trying to come up with excuses. The whole idea of it is you can either grow your own if you have space. And then the whole idea that one individual might say to me that they can't afford organic produce. But then a packet of seeds cost you very, very little. And yeah. when you sow a little bit of your own, you can literally harvest umpteen amount of either French beans if you had a small glass house or a pie on them. If you wanted to go then and go for high magnesium foods, I would also go for rainbow chard, high in antioxidants. It's high in fiber and it's something that's the easiest vegetable to grow. One big, massive, large seed in the beetroot family, pop it in, harvest, chard, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Mm. Wow. That's oh my god! I'm gonna have to re-listen to this. It's amazing, and also like you know the way so many people go on about like deficiencies and the foods and stuff because of whatever. But if we choose organic, then we shouldn't really be deficient, should we? Like, I mean, (laughs) unless the vitamin D tablet in the winter, I don't know. Like, what do you think? It's a good point. I would uh, be a firm believer in if you're eating more whole foods you are much less likely to be deficient in something. Well, it depends on that individual's, I suppose, food preferences. So I might train a vegetarian or a vegan for that matter. And they might be low in vitamin B12, in particular vegans, just because it cannot be uh, found and sourced from whole foods. So then I would have a preference towards people understanding or else getting their blood checked to indicate what they're low in they could be low in iron because they don't have a lot of meat but you can also get iron from the likes of plant-based sources but it's not as bioavailable so that's why when you're working with someone and saying oh i'm eating this type of such and such a way vegan or vegetarian it can be i suppose difficult for you to get those vitamins such as b12 but inevitably it's important to work with someone if you're ever unsure get your bloods tested that's what i would recommend but you are going to get a hell of a lot more bang for your buck if you are most certainly apologies about that uh most certainly getting them from organic food sources yeah so like if you believe that if you choose organic and we eat from the soil and vary diet we we won't need any extra supplements right you almost certainly need a hell of a lot less. You have to definitely look at one-to-one a person. We, I can't, I would hate to tell everybody, there's no need for anybody to ever take supplements. And people often are under-eating whole foods. You are less likely to, I suppose, I'm going to be a politician here. You are less likely to be deficient in the likes of vitamins and minerals and antioxidants and fiber. And you, people say that they are recommended supplements by practitioners or by doctors. Yeah. Eat more whole foods and you need a hell of a lot less of those. Fiber, prebiotics, probiotics. There are people selling you these little jars that cost about 80 or 90 euro. Pre and probiotics, these are helpful to improve your mood. Fiber is found in every different fruit and vegetable. Pre and probiotics, so a prebiotic is good for your gut health. That is the fiber that helps uh, what feed those beneficial microorganisms. The probiotics are fermented foods. These are sauerkraut. These are kimchi. These are the likes of your sourdough bread, which is another great one to add into your diet. And it's a complex carbohydrate. And it's a bit easier to digest to people that suffer with bloating when they do eat bread. And if people are still saying, oh man, I heard that someone told me once that bread makes you fat. No, it doesn't. You, the processed foods is what's calling you a major issue. Yeah, definitely, yeah. 
my degree, yeah. And I was actually talking to, um, last week I interviewed a lady about seaweeds and I was talking, we were talking about back in the day how we would have eaten seaweed a lot more and now it's kind of almost gone from our diet. Like the average person wouldn't really be going down eating seaweed, like would they? And she was saying she eats seaweed three times a week and that like many of us are now deficient in those minerals that we would have gotten from seaweed like for a long time. Um, like iodine and stuff and she was saying you know if you are to introduce something back into your diet like seaweed like you're going to ump up the iodine immediately and that you have to be kind of cautious of that like slow additions of say something if you are deficient or not eating it normally I suppose it's the same with fiber right if you're going to introduce loads of beans you should do it a little bit slowly because mm. you just might like the whole yeah how do you idea of when you're doing the marathon you don't run the marathon on your first day yeah. you have to literally do the first 5k follow that you do a 6k you do a 7 8 so a quarter nine. cup of beans and then a half cup of beans and you're flying it <laughs> you're fly- and you'll be able to run that marathon with no issues of gut uh, as opposed to bloating and yeah. that's the way people should realize it's not all or nothing it's incremental improvements all the time that's yeah. how you get anywhere yeah we're precious humans aren't we <laughs> We certainly are. <laughs> um, so regarding your connection to nature, you're literally in the soil. Are you in the soil every day or? Most certainly, wherever I'd end up. Uh, with, and grounding is something that I'm a firm believer in doing it. Whether you're close to the beach, you can do it in leaves, you can do it in any living material, grass, soil. Yeah. And you can even do it on snow because that's just frozen water. <laughs> the idea and because I, I do train a couple of people in America and they're like oh man I can't do it for so many months of the year it's absolutely freezing out here and I was like you could literally do it for 30 seconds and gain some sort of advantage of it mm-hmm. but yeah my hands typically would be in the likes of either the soil or the, my soles my feet would touch the earth every day 365 days of the year well, hey. it's a natural it's a natural de-stressor and a lot of people are looking for uh, I suppose ways to reduce stress and those are one of the very things that on earth that are free and it's something that everybody could do incorporating grounding to your daily routine could help you umpteen amount of uh, efforts because why if you're less stressed you have more energy more energy you'll be much more productive and as a result of that if you have more energy you're much more likely to exercise and then people who exercise increase their endorphins so they're actually going to be less anxious and they're going to be happier as a whole person yeah it's the circle isn't it it feeds the loop um and just interested as well about um the caffeine so you don't actually do you drink tea with caffeine or are you like because a lot of people are ramped up on coffee you know and they think it's giving them energy but it's not really it's you know the high the low it's exactly that it's what it's doing is it's giving them a false sense of energy it's affecting their adrenals and it's something that is okay for a certain amount but again we're overusing it we're having it in the morning before our body naturally wakes up we're then having it again at lunchtime and then we're having it then again around three o'clock and then maybe some people are having it before dinner because it's reducing their and taking away from their appetite and people are using it to try to lose weight and that's not the way you should be drinking coffee in itself it's some, an alternative that I do recommend to people would be green tea, which is my, certainly less caffeine. But people say, Colin, I'm not drinking green tea. I, I love my coffee. Okay, then we'll, we'll meet you halfway. Have your coffee, but typically when you have it in the morning and or <clears throat> just before lunch. 
because it has a 10 and a half hour life cycle in your system. So yeah. if you are more certainly someone who suffers with sleep, I would definitely look into your caffeine intake yeah. because sleep is one of the pillars of health. Okay. And the likes of grounding is something that naturally wakes in the body, but it also is something that helps you sleep because once you wake your body up naturally in the morning, you're going to be tired naturally producing melatonin, the sleep hormone later on in the day. Most people are supposed are coming out of bed and they're drinking that coffee and the body is literally wired. And then again, you're constantly adding in that caffeine stimulant and the body never knows when to shut down. If you don't get proper night's sleep, your hunger hormones are affected. So there are two main types of hunger hormones. That's your leptin and your ghrelin. So how do I remember which one is the hunger hormone? Ghrelin, that's the hunger hormone. Leptin is the satiation one. So if you're going to have a poor night's sleep, it majorly affects uh, the ghrelin, the hunger hormone, and you're much more likely to overeat the next day if you've ever had a poor night's sleep or been out all night. And as a result of that, the next day, total write off with all your food choices. That's down to your hormones. Mm. Yeah, super interesting. Yeah, I remember learning that in Homec, the ghrelin. Yeah. Love it. I didn't do homework. I was probably the worst student ever. But what I did actually, just luckily enough, I found things I was interested in. I was interested in health. I scraped through leaving cert. I went through college and then had a bit of grit about me and went through and passed my horticultural exams. Uh, got interested in organic horticulture and then again didn't excel in doing the masters but it was something that i really wanted and then i was like i spent five years of college and now thick all hands-on experience but then as soon as i got my hands in the dirt i knew this is what i wanted to do yeah and i think um we can kind of get back that connection can't we like people could just you know i tell people to go out and just stick their hands in the soil you know and within moments you have that serotonin you know it's that yeah connection that we need to get back do you tell your clients that as well they certainly do as i said like a lot of people now are going back to the older ways what our parents and our grandparents used to do growing and having an apple tree in the back garden having spuds carrots onions staples in the in the irish diet and for your outside listeners again they can be grown anywhere in the world mm-hmm. the point of which is more people need to do things that make them healthy that are natural Instead of looking for this quick fix, this quick diet, this magic pill, this potion, it doesn't exist. The healthiest thing you can do for yourself are the most simple things because most people aren't doing the simple things. They're not eating three square meals. They're not getting outside. They're not getting 10,000 steps. They're not seeing sunlight. They're not seeing sunsets. They're not eating local produce. They're not eating the likes of the honey. They're not eating the seaweed on a regular basis. They're so far away removed from whole foods. They're getting something that's absolutely mush. And when you walk into a shop and you realize that 90% of the foods in that shop are not actually foods, and you have a little bit of a section where the large Tesco Adley or Little Dorado shops available, it goes health food section. You look around this little square, the shop that you're in, you're going to go, so now I'm in the health food section. What the hell is the rest of the shop doing? It's selling you cereals. It's selling you biscuits. It's selling you alcohol. It's selling you every Tom, Dick and Harry thing that's literally added sugar, tinned, sideways shipped in from Timbuktu and then people wondering why they're sick you're sick because you're not doing the simple things you're not being as healthy as you can because you need to get back to the most natural thing you can possibly do the soil the earth connect with it yeah and what would you say because in Ireland like alcohol is it has been a big thing in our culture for a long time like how do you say Irish clients or even yourself 
like changing that relationship that we have with it because it is you know talk it has talk you know it is toxic in some it, ways it, it is in itself okay and I used to drink a hell of a lot more than I do right now. <clears throat> it's not that I don't ever drink. I'm a 30, um, what? In my 30s, maybe 32-year-old individual. And if I was to say to you that I don't ever drink, I'd be lying to you. I'm extremely fit. People would say, Coleman, you're done. You don't ever have to train again. You're done. Just stop doing training. You're finished. But the point I'm trying to uh, touch on here is the fact that there's a lot of things that Irish people uh, suppose celebrate with the likes of alcohol but what i've actually tried i have tried to do is suppose connect with like-minded people that don't need alcohol to celebrate every single thing i have uh, wellness events that i do down in west cork uh, called the good stuff retreats there's three days two nights of people getting together doing activities such as sea swimming such as kayaking yoga uh, eating organic foods that I bring that are in season. You have also a chat with like-minded people and the, all those people for the full uh, duration of that weekend, they don't consume alcohol. They're having a great time and they cannot believe how much fun they actually have doing those simple, I suppose, activities. It actually, for, there's people ranging from uh, 30 all the way up until their uh, mid-60s, we've had individuals coming to that event. And it's trying to find people that are able to enjoy themselves without, I suppose, absolutely getting black drunk. And that's okay on and off on an occasion or having a couple of drinks for whether a christening, a wedding, any occasion. But it's not what you want to do the majority of the time. Again, alcohol, it, the danger is in the dose. We overconsume it. Yeah. And I think as well, like the more you do focus on your health and have that as a priority, like when you do choose to drink or choose to do something that's not or maybe it's a bit more unhealthy or whatever. Like I, I tend to find that you actually feel more sick because your body, I feel like your body's more, I suppose, you just can't tolerate it to some degree. You know, like even getting like chips or something out of the chipper, like, I, I don't know, I find if I, if I was doing it every day, I'd probably be fine. But you know, when you, when you don't do it so often, then it can hit the body hard. I find, I don't know, um, maybe the body adapts to the, good the better foods or something it's like why are you giving me a bowl of oil <laughs> but again like the chips aren't bad it's yeah. just the oils the shit oils that it's cooked in yeah. you can make i have chips i have chips as soon as the potatoes are ready to be harvested i take iron victory spuds straight out of the ground i give them a quick rinse under the tap don't even peel them slice them into cubes sprinkle curry powder pink himalayan salt pop them in the oven take them back out those are absolutely unbelievable. Yeah. The whole idea of it is yeah. people, it's amazing. Food is amazing. Mm. But yet we've literally covered it in tomato sauce and the, which is full of sugar, added sugar, which is mental again. It's hidden sugars and cooked in horogenated vegetable oil that's been heated and reheated and heated and reheated, causing excessive inflammation in the body. And then again, people are wondering how they're sick or how they're overweight. It's because the foods you're eating on a regular basis are so key. You need to know. And this is one of the things that I ask people when I meet them. I say, what do you have for breakfast? What do you have for lunch? And what did you have for dinner? And then they tell me, or they tell me the truth. And I tell them straight up, them foods are not serving you. That's why you are where you are right now. And it's okay to have a diet that you're not happy with or a fitness level that you're not happy with. But the idea of it is what you done in the past you cannot change what you're going to do is you're going to change and move on to a healthier version of you doing and eating more things to benefit you yeah yeah and like then like if somebody was is, is a lover of ketchup 
uh, asking for a friend like you tell them either make it or go buy the organic bottle in whatever the shop health shop or whatever. I tell them use alternatives such as similar to making it right tomatoes are going to be coming into season I'm not 100% sure when this podcast is out then in the next two weeks tomato sauce should be and is pretty much tomatoes cooked in a pan add in pink Himalayan salt, add in the spices that you like to taste of. You wanted to make it a little bit more spicy, you add in some curry powder. You wanted a little bit of spice in it, spicy tomato sauce, you add in cayenne pepper. Both of those, would def- the curry powder would have turmeric, turmeric's anti-inflammatory. You could add in the like, I must need black pepper there to activate those uh, beneficial antioxidants. The next thing is you can add in cayenne pepper. Cayenne pepper is something that improves blood flow. When you improve your blood flow, you improve not only your energy levels, why? Because every vitamin and mineral is carried in your blood and it's something that's full of antioxidants. Those are two organic fitness spices, turmeric and cayenne pepper. Making things from scratch, like we're, we're thinking of, think outside the box. What could you make to make the food choice that you have a little bit healthier? Cooking from single ingredient foods. You know exactly what's in the sauce then. Yeah. I'm just trying to digest there what you said about the minerals in the blood and the blood flow. So you said, um, could you repeat that again? I certainly will. Yeah, no, no it's a very good point. I'll maybe no, slow I'm down. just really trying to digest there. I was like, oh, that's a really good point. You know, right. anything, that, minerals. anything that increases your blood flow. So I'm going to touch on a couple of different things. So firstly, is sunlight increases your blood flow. The likes of grounding increases your blood flow. The likes of sea swim also, all these three things increase your blood flow, as well as beetroot is another food and cacao pepper. Those five things, classic five things, improve the likes of your energy levels. Why? Because every vitamin and mineral is carried in your blood. Yeah. So the more vitamin and minerals you have in your bloodstream going around they get quicker to the areas that need them so let's say example in your running and you have increased blood flow from the food such as the beetroot you've had that day you know you will be able to perform at a higher level than you otherwise would have been if you didn't have those foods Mm. so is it that those foods have higher mineral content it's more so that they have their they would have higher that's their effect on the body it's more so their effect on the body is increased blood flow when you have increased blood flow you can perform at a faster level than you would otherwise have would have been yeah i eat beetroots all the time (laughs) yeah and no wonder you're on point and you have your own podcast and you're doing extremely well for yourself (laughs) thank you and i actually have loads of beetroots sat now i'm second delighted because last year i sat like two full drills and i i I was actually going to sell them and i ate them all myself and then (laughs) I'm not joking like I was literally boiling like four or five like a day (laughs) I love them and then I just cut them up in chunks and put that on you know the maldron malden salt you know that salt Mm -hmm. I can love it with that on it in a salad I'm just like oh divine but um then I actually because I ran out of beetroots I was like shit and I tried to sit tried to sit more so so. (laughs) she's talking to an organic go here sorry listeners I'm just (laughs) You need to come to the organic grow your own course here in Kildare. <laughs> I'm actually going to cut that out of the podcast. No, I won't, listeners. You can. I I make mistakes too. It's okay. Um. So yeah, I actually sewed another two drills of it, but in the end, um, they just it was too late in the summer then, and I didn't get them. But I had eaten a lot, so this year I was. Are you direct sewing them, or are you sewing them in trays and then transplant? Uh both, both. <laughs> 
right? Tip tip for sonum in trays is put them, if you were a fan of the beetroot, such as you are eating two full drills of them, you can either double, triple, and go up as far as four seeds per cell. So I get my trays, uh, 77 cell trays from Fruit of Farm, and the point of which is I can put up to five beetroot in the likes of those cells to give me five as opposed to just one per cell. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's five oh, yeah. times the amount, same amount of compost, same amount of water yeah. needed in the germination stage. And as a result of that, you get five times as much. Yeah. So when you put them out in the soil, then are you just you're just basically getting kind of a big clump, but they they all grow fine, right? They'll all go fine. They, they might be a little, little bit smaller. smaller. Yeah. A little bit smaller. But what you want to do there is always pick the largest one when you're harvesting them so that the other lads can grow then a little bit yeah. wide, thicker or wider as a result of that. Yeah, I found that actually last year as well. Like, obviously, it didn't, doesn't really work with the fucking brassicas, but um, I definitely found yeah. that with the beetroots. And my neighbour as well, she's organic growing. And I actually had her in the podcast as well. And I, I was down at her farm and she was showing me her beetroot system as well. And they were all grouped. So it's a really good tip. And... Um, definitely yeah it's no point spacing them out really the more well, the merrier do, yeah, up up to as much as five i i'm typically doing it now at the minute three and four uh five any more than five you're pushing out the boat they do need a space and after that five if you get me that clump of five if anyone's visual here it's really five a space of in between your index finger and your thumb again there's your spacing yeah and what other veggie would you do that would you do it with like radish and stuff yeah i'm just about to mention those your purple top milan turnip if you haven't ever tried them they're absolutely delicious you can do that as well Purple top milan turnip okay are they white in the center yes they certainly are of a radish radishes can also be done with the likes of uh that type of sewing and yeah. beetroot those those are the three main ones that come to mind right now so your beetroot your radishes and your purple top milan turnips milan okay i haven't sold them now and the reason why i love them is because purple is an uh, antioxidant that people and a color that people don't have in their diet the more diverse colors you have in your diet the better it's because of the fact that someone people are putting on instagram and facebook and they eat the rainbow they're talking about antioxidants and antioxidants reduce stress in your body less stress more energy levels. So purple top Milan, purple turnips are, and do have that antioxidant anthrocyanins. Anthrocyanin is purple in color. I also found a beetroot, but as well as that turnip. And what I love about the fact that the purple antioxidant, what does it do for you? It reduces wrinkles. So we're eating more purple color foods. It reduces wrinkles and it improves your cognitive function. Okay, there's another nugget there. I'm like trying to digest these. I'm like, okay, purple, right? And I was just actually going to ask came to mind. So like I grow melons as well, right? But they're obviously green on the outside and they're pink in the middle and red. Like, does that mean that they're red or pink or green? What antioxidants do they have? I'm going to ask you a question in a second. What variety of melon is that called? <laughs> well, I have two different. I have watermelon and I have snake melon. Interested, right? So you're asking me the question of what antioxidants are found in the melon. As you in, can have several different ones. You know, the way you're talking about the color, like the rainbow color and the purple is really good. So is my melon green or because the melon on the inside is really pink and red, is it actually pink and red? You know? Uh, right. To break it down even simpler, to ask the question a bit better, you're asking me what antioxidants are found in the likes of your watermelon we typically don't eat the skin of watermelon so it's more so the inside of the flesh you're going to gain the benefit of those anti uh, antioxidants are lycopene lycopene is the red antioxidant that is something again that can improve your mood 
And as a result of that, it's something that I do recommend people to eat red colored foods. It's also typically good for your heart. Wow. Oh, yeah. Red for the heart. That's so cool. Oh, my God. Foods are amazing. What is? Food. Just food in general. Yeah. Like it's food. Yeah. Food is medicine. And the more people eat whole foods, the less medicine they would need overall. Because why? They would be healthier. Yeah. And what about, um, like, would you eat mushrooms as well and seaweed? I certainly would. And I'm actually growing uh, gourmet mushrooms up here now in Kildare. So how amazing is that? And actually, there's a major um, viral... <laughs> tiktok that i did that ended up being about i don't know about two and a half million people uh watched the video of me making a growing row mushrooms uh, drilling them into dowels into um beach logs and leaving their ferment it was mental like tiktok's amazing i'm on TikTok, wow. social, uh, facebook instagram all those things but uh wow. yeah tiktok's pretty electric beach logs yeah are they hollow no, they were uh, they were what they were fresh timber. They were left to season in uh, stables for about three weeks. After that, then they were pre-drilled with holes, uh, inoculating logs with um, plugs, which were which were which are mycelium. And as a result of that, then the mycelium then infects the whole log. So then, out of the little holes and throughout that full. Uh, six was it six foot log you have mushrooms and it was shiitake and oyster mushrooms that I was growing from logs but it's very seasonal and uh, there's issues with pests such as slugs and the wood lice so now I'm growing them inside side in a room more controlled temperatures in logs or in what bags uh, in very good question in uh, sawdust preferably in coffee grounds you can also do them in. okay and if you were doing coffee ground like what do you need it's it's more so the mycelium to inoculate it with and okay. controlling the temperatures going from a hot to a cold. And that's when they come into season around Ireland. They're coming in from we have been quite hot during the summer. Yeah. And we get that cool cooler temperatures in around August, September and going towards closer to Christmas. That's when you typically see mushrooms growing in around logs or in your garden. Yeah. In the woods. I remember last year, my dad's lawn in particular, he rang me in the morning and there was like literally it must have been at least a thousand field mushrooms just overnight boom so like, where was, I was eating them for days like just amazing like that's actually so many. Amazing. and like I collected them and then the next day they were back again and they were there for a couple of days but I was eating them for days but I, I just couldn't believe the amount of them you know um, that's very rare now and <clears throat> it'd be important to either take photographs of that because what's actually happening with the I suppose agricultural industry in Ireland we're plowing the fields we're breaking up all the structure in the soil and so that's why I'd be a firm believer in getting more people into a no-dig system. I'm not <clears throat> I know. Uh, telling people never to plough or never to motivate. What I we would love for people to do is do a no-dig method so you're not minimal disturbance. Because I grow potatoes and people say to me, oh, Colin, you said no-dig. And literally, sure, I have to fork out the potatoes. But minimal disturbances so you can have more mycorrhiza fungi. Because that's what actually a mushroom actually is. And mushroom is not even a vegetable. It's uh, nor a fruit it's actually closer related to an animal because it's actually living yeah but the plants living too they certainly are but the point of which is they have more similarities to animals than they do a vegetable or the likes of a fruit okay hmm. and obviously mushrooms have their own nutrients as well um yeah. so what ones would what would they be good for uh, they're most certainly good for your cognitive function. They would have vitamin um, B, 
vitamins B, which are good for your nervous system. Other things they do have is a type of antioxidant called uh, ergothionine. And it's one of those antioxidants. I love antioxidants because it's actually one of the very few antioxidants that can penetrate your cells. So it can actually prevent people from getting cancer. And then that's why I suppose maybe there's an abundance of cancer becoming more and more prevalent just due to the fact that people are not eating as many field mushrooms or mushrooms for that matter than they, we previously used to do. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. I'm like, food is medicine. I want to get a log. I want to get a log and do that. So like, like that process of like plugging it and stuff, like that's the whole process of actually doing this, is it? Like, do you have to get to do that? No, you can do that yourself. It's fairly DIY kind of a job. And, but you're eating field mushrooms, which is great. There's not a lot of people that were eating field mushrooms throughout and having an abundance of them like you did. And you could even dry them which would be great if you could. Yeah, you so I only got them like September. You know, they were gone again. I didn't have them back. <laughs> yeah. And right, food comes into season for a reason. I'll give you the point of which, firstly, mushrooms. Mushrooms are good because they're high in fiber. Fiber coming into the likes of the winter months is important. Why? Because 70% of your immune system is located in your gut. And that is important for going into winter so we don't inevitably get sick. So a lot of people were wondering about what should we be taking to prevent any illnesses from such and such a thing that might kill somebody the point of which is if you eat more whole foods you'll be less likely to become sick why because you have a stronger immune system mm. the other does that make sense yeah yeah it's so important 70 percent in the gut like isn't it and fiber helps feed your beneficial microorganisms that are located in your gut and where is fiber found in every different fruit and vegetable and the best type of fruit and vegetables you can get in your diet are local fresh and organic why because organic food or chemical free food for that matter is grown without the likes of harsh chemicals glyphosate is a carcinogenic so that means it can cause cancer so organic food if it's fully registered they do not and cannot use glyphosate mm. one simple change in someone's diet take the example because people say i can't really afford to eat everything organic make small changes a packet of oats if people are having porridge which most Irish people would have on a regular basis whether it's summer or winter I love this stuff it is something that you can easily switch for about 50 cent in the difference of price mm-hmm. like if you buy a kg or two kg bag of oats you can switch from non-organic to organic oats are one of the things that can be heavily sprayed yeah, with the likes of roundup cheap you know I mean the oats yeah. I've seen organic oats in the shop and I've seen it in little even for a euro or something the organic they go yeah and, and that would be one thing that one of the first things I get people to switch up when I mentor or coach them, because the, the glyphosate can cause major issues with leaky gut. A lot of people are suffering with bloating, a lot of people are suffering with depression. And actually glyphosate is something that kills those beneficial bacteria that produce 90% of your serotonin. It produces 90% of your serotonin, those beneficial microorganisms. Okay, maybe just repeat that again. So 90% of the serotonin is produced by those by your beneficial microorganisms and the glyphosate basically destroys that it it most certainly kills those beneficial anti uh, it's a bacteria that most certainly can crazy like isn't it it's mental it's meant it's mental but it's so serious we have been poisoning ourselves we are aren't we but like is that only from ingestion of glyphosate like if it's being sprayed in the fields because obviously there's intensive farming all around me like it's sprayed in the fields around you is it still like getting into your cells in a way what do you think I would, I, I would most certainly say that yes, it's it's a difficult question for me to answer. You're because running you line, me up, for, you line me up for an absolute killer, stinker of a question. Um, yes, it will certainly will be uh, entering your cells because you are surrounded by large industrial. 
commercial growers. So I do recommend to stay inside and never grow it again. No money joke. You do your best. Um, no, look, that's that's the reality of it, right? If yeah. one suppose person puts their uh, well changes their diet for the better, you, nothing you can do about the other people around you, and that's what you want to do. You want to do your best to improve your health. You take control of the things you can control. You can't control the farmers that are right beside you unless you literally stand out there with over, over a picket fence and say, you shall not pass. Uh, Gandalf from literally Lord of the Rings kind of a job. What you need to do is improve your own diet, improve your own lifestyle, get the best foods and the best nutrition you possibly can through eating single ingredient foods. Grow a little bit of your own, which you are, and everybody getting beetroots and all other vegetables and fruits that you can that are growing without the likes of harsh chemicals, such as your neighbors are not doing. And people will start to wake up pretty soon that every food choice that you make has a massive effect on the way you look, you feel, and how much energy levels you have. <clears throat> yeah, definitely. Um, and what was I going to say about your book as well? Is all of this kind of information in your book as well, say if anybody wants to read more, learn more? Most certainly, the whole uh, well, I suppose ethos of the book is getting people to understand foods, not demon- demonizing carbohydrates such as breads or the likes of oats, not demonizing pastas, not I suppose saying fats make it fat, going through the likes of any food item that you get local, fresh and organic is the best, difference between organic and conventional and the foods that you can either grow your own or buy it, I tell them similar to that about how many seeds to soap or sell what variety of beetroot wow. that i recommend the like so the druza martichokes the yakon those are all different foods that some people some listeners might have heard of before they are something that are high in the type of fiber called inulin and again inulin your beneficial microorganisms are extremely i suppose fond of so they are literally going to increase their population increase the population of your gut health you're a happier individual and the last i suppose section of the chapter the last two sections of the book are one about exercise and sunlight and the following one then is one most certainly be about positivity about choosing what you choose to consume not only the foods are very important but also what you listen to such as this podcast listen to more positive people stop listening to the news stop listening to the doom and gloom everybody knows what's going on inflation of this and down of that and numbers going up and whatever else yeah. is listed on yeah. the news is i want people to consume everything as much as they possibly can to benefit them okay you're going to have some bad you're going to have some days that are not as good as others what you do the majority of the time is going to give you the majority of results yeah and subconsciously as well like in our visual environment like um like everything we take in we're doing it subconsciously you know so i stick stuff on the walls as well you know that remind me of things or you know that kind of a way like yeah. positive things so that like i'm not looking at negative things you know just as reminders because the brain is always registering things isn't it um it is and i get people to write down i suppose goals and what they want to achieve and that's exactly how i wrote the book that's exactly how i got fit that's how anybody gets anything they set a target they set a goal and they work towards it and one of the quotes that's in the book is you aim for the moon and even if you miss you'll end up in the stars set your goals high you want to be an anything. Ah, that's a lovely quote. So I'm going to keep that one. Oh, that's amazing. I love it. Do uh, look, I, I put blood, sweat and tears into that book. And that's not me trying to sell it. Don't buy it. Get it off a friend if you want to. I live and breathe as he- being, and being as healthy an individual yeah. as I possibly can. Do you I'm actually, up- just curious, do you intermittent fast? Or do you actually have, would you recommend your clients to have 
their meals at regular times you know all this new kind of stuff coming out you see again it's i don't i i'm not a black and white i would definitely have to look at that individual most people do not understand foods enough for them to intermittent fast what ends up happening right let's say for example kate had a chat with you and you say uh coleman should i intermittent fast i say kate Tell me what foods you are currently having for breakfast. If you're just having porridge, we'll take the example, typically just a client that I'm having now, we'll just make this up, it's fictitious. So you're having just porridge for breakfast, you're having sandwiches for lunch, and then typically you're just having beetroot and maybe you're having some fish. Things that you would be most certain. If that is your diet, it's very interesting. But anyway, we won't give the game away just yet. Things you'd be very low in right there. You'd be low in complete proteins. You would be low in some healthy fats. And as a result of that, you would tend to have a lot of cravings. I would then bump up your magnesium, cacao powder or something I would naturally add into your diet. I would get you having maybe eggs for breakfast and or if you would uh, so choose or the individual would have tofu, tofu or tempeh. You can make scrambled tofu or tempeh. This is a complete protein, which is suited to individuals who don't like eating meat the other thing is you could definitely add in is yogurt a high protein yogurt and if you have issues with cal- calcium uh, you could or sorry with dairy you can most certainly add in a soy yogurt but again soy if you are consuming it is really important to get it uh, organically so those are the first things i would definitely look at people's diet before i say they would add, i would enter them into fasting fasting is a tool and most certainly you have to understand how and what foods do for the body carbohydrates give the body the first source of energy the likes of healthy fats help improve your cognitive function so help improve your brain thoughts i need more than right now and then protein most certainly is something that maintains muscle and reduces cravings it also builds muscle but that's not the main thing that people need it for. They need it for healthy skin they need it for regulating hormones and preventing cravings most people are afraid of food they undereat. Most people Kate undereat foods. They undereat their breakfast, they undereat their lunch, and then they binge eat at the end of the day. If they don't binge eat at the end of the day, they binge eat. This is a serious point at either the next day or the day after, or they wait say and say, Cool man, I have been unbelievably good. They hold all their clothes, cup around their neck, and they go, I've been so good, and thank God it's Friday. I'm gonna absolutely explode. They literally do the dog on it all weekend. They have the bottle of wine, they have chips, they call the, over the friends, they have the burgers, the mojitos, and whatever else is on the menu. That's what happens, people, on a regular basis. Why? Because it happened to me. It happens to so many people that I train right now, and I'm trying to get people back on the right track. They are not eating enough foods. Most people are not eating enough. And that's not, not enough. the metabolism in itself, doesn't it? Like, as in, they're under-eating, and they're like, why am I losing weight? But it's because the body is probably struggling in a way, is it? Yeah, it's not thriving. To thrive, you have to eat more whole foods. People are looking and taking shakes and losing weight. You're losing weight because you're not eating. And as a result of that, then you typically go flip around the other side and put back on all the weight that you lost anyway, because you haven't understand food enough. Carbohydrates contain four kilocalories per gram. Proteins contain four kilocalories per gram and fats contain nine. Like that is the most simplest thing. It's on chapter one. Understand foods before you go anywhere. The best foods then are not processed. They're single ingredients, such as our both mine and yours, uh, beef root. Like that would just be one example. But if you get me, we're trying to get people yeah. back to whole goddamn foods and if they're eating meat organic meat right i would most certainly recommend grass uh, fed free range and minimum organic is the gold standard the word organic is a registered term so take the example of my granddad who would have had animals such as chickens goats and small dexter cows when he was 
uh, younger. The idea is that animal was all in all organic, but there was no word organic, if you get me. It's, the animals have not been heavily uh, grazed on a grass that has had harsh chemicals. They have not been bumped up with bulkers or feed to increase their weight. You're getting back to a more simpler way of living. The best type of foods ha- are fed on free roaming, ranging, chemical free land. Yeah. Good one. And um, thank you for that. And would you like to maybe a little final kind of question about what would be your favorite recipe, fruit or veg um, that you like to make? Are what you- is my favorite recipe? My favorite breakfast would definitely be a savory oats. OK, so leeks are another one of the organic fitness foods because they're high in fiber again and they're, they're very easily grown. You can get your complex carbohydrate, which is oats, put them in the pan. I would typically add water, but you could also add milk. It's just that I don't uh, have uh, it in my diet a lot. I have calcium from other sources. So then I would add a little bit of water. I would add in those leeks and in the pan with a pinch of pink Himalayan salt. Then I would most certainly cook some uh, extra virgin olive oil with the likes of maybe three, if not four eggs. Why? Because eggs are nature's multivitamin and eggs do not raise your cholesterol. It's more certainly the lack of movement and processed foods that have an issue with that. And that is also something that I put in the book because a lot of people are afraid of eggs and then they don't eat eggs. So I would definitely then combine them two together on a plate and then sprinkle with some microgreens, which I also grow and they're extremely high in antioxidants. And then you go bish, bash, bash. You sprinkle with some hemp seeds. You have healthy fats, you have complete proteins and complex carbohydrates to start off your day in an absolute winner with loads of fiber. Did, yeah, that sounds amazing. But did you just say there you put the leeks into? Yeah, the leeks. The leeks are cooked with the porridge. So you have two yeah. pans. Okay. Yeah. Savory porridge. Savory porridge. There's a full uh, what YouTube of exactly how to cook that meal on my YouTube channel. Full YouTube on my YouTube channel. Yeah, full video on my YouTube channel. That's amazing. It reminds me of my friends they used to make. You know, when you have something sweet and then you've never had it savoury, because I've not had porridge savoury, so I might try that. But my friends, I would have always eaten um, avocado savoury. Then my friends introduced me to, like, sweet avocado, like a milkshake, and it just blew my mind. And I was drinking it all over Brazil, this, like, milkshake. It was literally avocado, sugar, and milk. Um, I was like, what? Never had anything like it. I was like, this can't be avocado. But it means, like, <laughs> amazing. I'm sure it's really healthy. <laughs> Could you use honey the next time, you know? Yeah, well, again, why are we demonizing sugar? It, I'm sure the sugar was a hell of a lot better over in Brazil than it is uh, being shipped all the way over to Ireland. And exactly, honey, you're a major uh, benefiter of the likes of local honey. Yeah, I would try that out. Definitely, definitely. And do you have your spoon of honey? <laughs> I, yeah, I certainly do. I'm a major fan of adding honey in and at particular times either in the morning with that oats, if I didn't have it savoury, uh, or with that oats, and or I would typically have it with yogurts and typically after exercise. Why? Because there's actually a carbohydrate that gives you energy. So I would definitely add it in to that end of the day meal. And I love having yogurts because they're what? They're a simple meal, there's no cooking, and I definitely recommend them organic. Oh, hey, Glenn. Uh, not <laughs> selling anything, not sponsoring anything. Um, <laughs> And actually, last question. Have you a wacky fact that you'd like to share? <laughs> I've literally been giving wacky facts the whole time. Throughout <laughs> you know, sorry, listeners, I normally send questions to my podcast uh, interviewees, but Coleman, it just didn't work out the questions. So now he's getting the questions without um, 
pre-warning. <laughs> um, so I suppose the fact that vitamin D must and is produced when the likes of it hits your skin. But if you have sun cream on, it's something that blocks the production of vitamin D being produced. So that's really important to remember. So sunscreen isn't the first thing that I recommend to people if they wanted to produce vitamin D naturally, as well as cholesterol being something that's actually also beneficial for your body to have because it actually helps in the making of that vitamin D. You have to have it in your bloodstream. And as a result of that, when the sunlight hits the likes of your skin, it then penetrates the skin and goes into your blood. And as a result of that, combination of vitamin D happens in that manner. Okay. And for you working outside in the tunnel, how do you manage with your skin and the vitamin D? Like, do you not get an overdose? Uh, the UV rays actually, pe- the UV rays penetrate, uh, don't penetrate the likes of the plastic. So I'm outside, not in the polytunnel the whole time. So I'd be outside well before that. But yeah, I get my I get my daily recommended amount lunchtime. For most people and listeners to this podcast, I'm sure they're not working outside. So the majority will be maybe office workers or they would spend a high percentage of their day sitting down Getting outside in the morning, getting outside in your lunch breaks are something that I highly recommend. Perfect. Okay. That sounds great. Um, so I suppose, would you like to share anything else before we finish up? Anything that you'd like people to know or where they could find you or, yeah? Yeah, I suppose just that fact, if anyone's looking to reach out to me, uh, the fact of the organic fitness program is that I take on clients for a six week period to improve not only in particular their, their weight loss goals, but actually it's in fact their holistic health overall with gut going into, I suppose, connecting with like minded people, the Organic fitness retreats are down in the likes of Skull. The next one is on the 24th of June. I also do the likes of the Grow Your Own courses in Kildare. The next one's the 2nd of June. And after that, if you just want to contact me, it's Coleman Power Organic Fitness, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, Spotify, and anywhere else. <laughs> Super. Thank you, Coleman, for coming on today. And um, to the listeners, um, if you like this episode, give it a share uh, or give some feedback. And um, thank you again to the patrons who support the podcast. And if you can support, you can go on to patreon.com slash catchkate. And I'll chat to you all again next week. Ciao.